The Leslie Marshall Show, the only true democracy in talk radio, of, for, and by you, the people, live nationwide and streaming live at LeslieMarshallShow.com. Call in with your thoughts at 888-6-LESLIE. I'm Victoria Jones in for Leslie Marshall today. Delighted to be with you. Hillary Clinton has been talking today to CNN and she said, I will be the nominee for my party, Chris. That is already done in effect. There is no way that I won't be. So even with the debacle in Nevada at the weekend and the fight over just three delegates, and even with 475 delegates coming up in California, every, everywhere else, she has just said, I, I am the nominee. And so she, in her mind, she's just laid that down. And I think many Democrats at this point are believing that. So where does that leave Bernie Sanders supporters who so passionately want to believe no? She's not. This is an important issue. Hillary Clinton needs Bernie Sanders supporters, but she doesn't seem to be going about getting them. On the other hand, Bernie Sanders supporters are very angry. And Don Guttenplan has written a fascinating piece in the nation about this. Fascinating piece in the nation about this. But we just could not hear him. So it was such a shame. If you're a Bernie Sanders supporter... At this point, are you willing to vote for Hillary Clinton? Are you angry with Hillary Clinton? Are you just going to sit out the election if she wins the nomination? She said to CNN today, to Chris Cuomo, and I am quoting her right now. I will be the nominee for my party, Chris. That is already done in effect. There is no way that I won't be. That is what Hillary Clinton said today to CNN. Now, she would not say whether Sanders would be was being considered for her running mate. And she did say that Sanders needs to, quote, do his part to unify the party going into November. Uh, she did highlight her role in unifying Democrats back in 2008. She didn't seem to talk about, from what I could get, her role in unifying Democrats right now. She said in 2008, that's why the lesson of 2008, which was a hard-fought primary, if you remember, is so pertinent here. Because I did my part, so did then-Senator Obama, she said. We went to Unity New Hampshire together, appeared together, spoke together, and made it absolutely obvious that I was supporting him, that he was grateful for that support. So that seems to be what she's suggesting Bernie Sanders needs to do. What does she need to do? What does she need to do? Do they need to do something together? Because right now, if you saw the piece in the New York Times, Bernie Sanders has no intention of doing anything other than trying to burn it down. What, what uh, Bernie Sanders is doing 
according to the New York Times, who spoke to advisors to Sanders, allies of Sanders, and former and current Sanders campaign workers. He has decided that for the next month, two months, going into the conventions, he is willing to inflict what they call a heavy blow on Hillary Clinton in California, and he wants to get enough kind of leverage to advance his agenda at the convention in July, or if he can, get the nomination from her, which he thinks he can do. Now, I'm not sure he can, but he thinks he can, because he has seen polls showing that he does better against Donald Trump than she does. And he's seen what he says are her weaknesses against Donald Trump, but she does have weaknesses against Donald Trump. Now, advisors to Sanders were saying just yesterday that he is newly resolved to stay in the race, and he sees an aggressive campaign as the way that he can just pressure Democrats into changing how presidential primaries and debates are held in the future. They also say that what he wants to do is, suppose she makes a stumble, suppose she makes a big mistake, or her candidacy is somehow damaged. Could that be emails? He wants to jump on that. He wants to jump on that. So he is not thinking of stepping aside. As some people are saying, this is the time for him to do it so that she can start concentrating on Donald Trump and so that House and Senate races and super PACs can start aiming all their anger and wrath at Donald Trump. No, that's not what he's going to do at all. That's not his plan. He thinks that he can really go for it. He thinks he can just go for it. He is very angry. And the reasons are, according to the Times, um, anger at the Democratic Party over the debate schedule that his campaign said was in the tank for Clinton, the fundraising arrangement between the party and the Clinton campaign, the appointment of fierce Clinton partisans as leaders of important convention committees, and the party's rebuke of Sanders on Tuesday over the Nevada convention chaos. You remember that he put out a statement which was, it was not apologetic, and then the party went after him. So even though he does not want Trump to win in November, he's more than happy to harm Clinton in the short term if he can, by doing that, get the most of the 475 delegates in California, and then he can breeze into Philadelphia, into the convention, with as much political power as he possibly can. So what Tad Devine said, he's a senior advisor to Sanders, as you know, he said he did not think that the attacks would help Trump in the long run, but he said the senator's team was, quote, not thinking about the possibility that they could help derail Clinton from becoming the first woman elected president. That's kind of interesting. They're not thinking about that? Really? Why would you not be thinking about that? Then he said, we have to put the blinders on and focus on the best case to make in the upcoming states. If we do that, 
we can be in a strong position to make the best closing argument before the convention. If not, everyone will know in mid-June and we'll have to take a hard look at where things stand. I get worried at any time anybody wants to put blinders on. Just generally, as a rule in life, I'm not sure that putting blinders on is a good plan. I don't think it's good for horses. You know, they put blinders on horses so that the riders can control them because otherwise horses can see all the way around and they can control the speed at which they go. They know how to run the race, but the jockeys want to control the race. That's why they put the blinders on the horses. Um, so I just don't think it's a good idea to put blinders on. We will continue. Stay with us. You can tell it's live because this is what happens. It is called SH. And there's nothing you can do about it because these are, this is technology. You can either be a Luddite or you roll with it. And so we're rolling. We're rolling all over the floor. All of us. Very exciting here. So anyway, we have adapted, as you do, uh, whether you're a Borg or a human being. God, Borg takes us back to the 90s, doesn't it? Whether you're a Borg or a human being or whatever you are, we are adapting. And uh, so we will be doing the, uh, the show uh, in a slightly different technical way, but I will now be able to hear the calls. So that means I will be able to talk to you at 888-653-7453, 888-6LESLIE, which is making me ecstatic going into a state of rapture as we continue to talk about how it is that the Democratic Party can come together if, in fact, it does want to defeat Donald Trump or it could just, you know, work with him option. Maybe you want to do that. I don't know. Julie in Albuquerque. Hi, Julie. How are you? Great. How are you doing? I'm terrific, thank you. Very well (laughs) indeed. First, I'd like to say um, I am ecstatic because Bernie Sanders is going to be here in Albuquerque at the convention center tomorrow night at 5. Don't miss it, people. So... (laughs) I'm a That's going to be exciting. That's exciting. That's going to be very cool for you. So what time do you plan on getting there to make sure you get um, in? Probably four. Oh, I think that's a late, Julie. <laughs> so but what I really want to talk about is what you were talking about. Um, you were mentioning blinders. Um, blinders, I think, putting on blinders is people voting for a woman just so we can have the first woman president. I will not be voting for Hillary Clinton, no matter who gets nominated. And I really believe Bernie has a chance, and even if he doesn't win, no Hillary for me, just because she, in 2011, 
um, was speaking to someone in Congress, I believe, about all the money that we could make in Iraq from the Iraqi war, excuse me, the Iraqi occupation. So just for that alone, that and her vote for the Iraqi war, I am not voting for her for any reason. Now, I, I understand why that you're not voting for her, but let me ask you one question about what you just said. Do you really think that, um, that it's just about a woman president, or do you think it's about issues? Because I understand not voting for her for not voting for the issues, but um, not voting for her just for not voting for a woman president, really? Well, I'm a woman. I would, you know, and, and I really, for history purposes, would love to see a woman as president, but Hillary Clinton is not that woman. And to me, it's because I, I just don't trust her. I trust Bernie Sanders. He's honest. He tells you like it is. He is for common people. He's not a rich man. She's rich. I'm not against anybody being rich, but I'm against people flaunting their wealth, and that's what Hillary Clinton does. Understood. And I appreciate your call, and I hope you have a blast tomorrow night. Thank you very much. Susie is in El Paso, Texas. Hi, Susie. That last caller, we don't know how much Bernie and Jane Sanders made because they won't release their tax returns. But I got a question, Victoria. A lot of people in the media, when they're discussing the Bernie voter, is that are they part of the Green Party? Um, are they? Um, they're not all Democrats. I'm a Democrat. I've been voting in every election since the age of 18 when I registered to vote my high school government class. And we don't need Donald Trump because he got his slogan, Make America Great Again. He stole that from Ronald Reagan. When Reagan actually, it goes, was, actually, make it goes farther back to that. It goes back to 1940, that slogan. Yeah, but Reagan got it, but uh, Donald Trump. And the hatred and the lies that come out of some of these Bernie Sanders supporters on Hillary Clinton. She is very qualified to be president. And people are, I'm a woman, I'm supporting Hillary. It's not just because she's a woman. But I think it's time for a woman to clean up the mess that men make. But my uh, thing that I get angry about, Hillary didn't cause the Iraqi war. That was uh, Bush and Cheney. So why are they blaming Iraq on Hillary? They want to blame everything on Hillary. And I think he's only been a Democrat to run for president. What they're saying is that she voted for the Iraq war. They're not saying that she started the Iraq war. They're saying that she voted for it. And, and Phil Donahue, didn't he lose his, his uh, top-rated show on MSNBC because he was against the war in Iraq, so the boss at uh, um, MSNBC fired him the next day? But these polls, Victoria, another thing is, are they just polling white voters? Or are they polling the minority, the Hispanics, the African-American, and the women that outnumber the white voters in this country? Of course it's going to be tight. And they never talked about Hillary leading in Georgia and North Carolina. You know, it's, it's, it's definitely going to be interesting. I think it's going to be, uh, oh, it's going to be tight, Susie. I appreciate your call. Thank you. Thanks for getting on the air. Joe is in Albuquerque. Hi, Joe. Either, I need to speak. I need to respond to uh, my neighbor here in Albuquerque. You know, if, if they really believe in Bernie Sanders' vision, 
And if he doesn't win the nomination, and Hillary does, and they're going to sit at home and not vote, then then Bernie's candidacy is all in vain, because his vision will never ever be part of the GOP platform. And and if they win, they will dig us so far in a hole. It'll take us so long to get out of. And and the thing is, is that. Um, with with regards to the vote, I mean, I, I'm sorry. I'm going to call it as I see it. Such ignorance from some people. This, this uh, Hillary, among many other uh, de- Democratic and Republican senators, voted to to give Bush the authorization to use military force. And before Hillary cast the, her vote, she ha- she made a speech with regards to why she was giving him, you know, the use of authorization. People, Bernie Sanders supporters should Google that. And at that time, most Americans wanted us to invade Iraq. That's, that's, how, that, that, that's how it was back then. We wanted, as a country, with the exception of us, wanted to conquer Saddam Hussein because we did believe the lies that Bush said that he was responsible for 9-11. So if we want to blame, you know, Hillary, we need to blame all the senators we, and, and that supported well, the war. Sure we need to blame ourselves. Yeah, no, I, I'm not sure that people thought that he was responsible for 9-11. I think people maybe thought that it was a good idea. People thought that he had weapons of mass destruction because they were being fed a line about that. I don't know that they put together that he uh, was responsible for 9-11. I think that, that was a separate deal. There was a whole different war going on about that. There were, there were parallel wars going on. But that was, that was one of the reasons. I mean, but, but I recall vividly that that was one of the, 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 uh, the innuendos that, that Bush and, 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 his, and his administration were, were touting. Nevertheless, but 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 I think the point that people would make is that she was nevertheless responsible for her own vote, whatever the majority of people in the country thought. She was not uh, responsible for just. It wasn't a lemming vote. It was a human being vote. Right. Right. No, I no, I understand. But you know, back to these these Bernie supporters. I understand their passion. I, I was passionate about Howard Dean. Remember Howard Dean? I supported him. I donated a lot of money to him. I went to his rallies. But you know what? He didn't become the nominee. John Kerry did. And me and my friends at that time were like, okay, well, we still believe in the Democratic platform, and, and, and we'll go with Kerry. wasn't our first choice. But you know what? Our, Bernie's vision is not going to succeed under under the GOP reign. His vision well, that is to... that is the case. Isn't that the case? We, we're going to go to a break in just a moment. Oh, at least we, we're going to go to talk media news. Isn't that the case that Bernie needs to make to his own supporters in order to get them on board if Hillary Clinton becomes the nominee? Isn't that the case that he needs to make? Exactly. Exactly. If she becomes the nominee. And he can make that case with passion. Yes. Have a good day. Thanks. Thank you very much for your call. I appreciate it. If you are on the line, please stay there. We are going to take more of your calls coming up. 
at 888-653-7543, 888-653-7543. But there is a lot going on in Washington, D.C., and around the country and around the world when it comes to politics. Nobody, in my view, is more qualified to talk about certainly Washington, D.C. politics than Bob May from Talk Media News. And he joins me on the line now, on line four. Hi, Bob. How are you? I'm good, Victoria. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. Um, We've been talking about a lot of things, dealing with some fascinating technical issues, which have been uh, great fun to talk about. And uh, we've been talking about Hillary Clinton's interview with CNN, in which she said that uh, Donald Trump is not qualified to be president, and she already is, effectively, the Democratic nominee. What, what What was your takeaway from her CNN interview? Well, you know, I mean, like he was saying presumptive before Ted Cruz dropped out. This one's a little bit different, though, because, um, you know, if if she says, well, she's the presumptive nominee, she may get the amount of delegates she needs. I'm not saying that, but California's coming up, and I think that's kind of the deciding factor on the numbers, really. I mean, it's California, and I, I have no idea what's going to happen. But even beyond that of who thinks they're the nominee, you know, I was listening to the caller there, and I think within the Democratic structure, for example, this is what I'm picking up on the Hill anyway from friends of mine on the Democratic side, that the Democratic structure, too, also needs to take a deep breath. You know, I'm talking about Debbie Wasserman Schultz, Harry Reid. And on the same token, too, Bernie uh, Sanders, who I serve with and I happen to really like, but uh, also his supporters can kind of, quote, get off the diving board. I mean, everybody can become so angry over, you know, who's where on what progressive issues. But I still think at the end of the day, things will focus once there is a Democratic nominee. And, you know, I saw this on the Republicans. I mean, look how, how the, some of the Cruz people are now coming over to Donald Trump, you know. But do you think that... There seems to be something going on. The, the Republicans really want to win. And sometimes I think that Republicans are like dogs and Democrats are like cats. And, and, with, and I'm looking at a cat right now. Um, and there's no way she would do what she's told. But Republicans will. And we, in, 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 this year in particular, we're seeing so many first-time voters and, and voters who are not familiar with the process and not familiar with some of the cynicism, if you like, um, and, and the pragmatism of the process whereby, okay, so your guy didn't win, your woman didn't win, so you roll with it. It's not like that this year, particularly on the Democratic side. Well, that's very true because even if, even if, Bernie Sanders stands up at the microphone and says, now we have to support Hillary Clinton. We have to do it. There's going to be a portion, and this is coming from you know friends I've talked to that, that are not biased, and they're, they're new to the process, actually. There's going to be a portion, though, that have to be convinced. It's not going to be as easy as everybody stands up at the, at the convention and says, that's it. They are new. They don't maybe necessarily follow the old rule. You know, I've been in politics 42 years. You know, you follow some some old rules. It's a new breed. It's a new time. It's a new anger. And um, I think they have to be convinced, you know, that 
because they're, they're in it for they're not in it for a party. A lot of people they're in it for an agenda, a progressive, uh, you know, progressive belief. Let's say you know. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, another issue I wanted to talk with you about real quick, and we've got only a minute to do it. Mm-hmm. So um, that is the um, the LGBT um, amendment that uh, failed to pass by one vote in the House today because it seems that. Uh, rules were not followed. Can you uh, tell us, were, did the Republicans break the rules in the House, basically, in a minute? Well, yes, having uh, been there and served there, what happens is they have the voting board. It's kept open a certain amount of time. The votes favored the Democratic side. Their amendment made it to protect LBG rights, uh, LGBT rights uh, with um, votes from Republicans. But something happened, and, and Congressman Steny Hoyer on the Democratic side is trying to get down to the bottom of it. If you normally change your vote, you need to go to the well of the House and write it on a red or green card. It doesn't seem that happened. People just were able somehow to switch their votes. After 10 minutes, you technically, that machine shouldn't switch. So I, I'm, I'm trying to make Heidner hair of it, but, you know. We're out of time. We're out of time. We're we're, we're, we're out of time. I, I got it, and I appreciate you being on with me. Thank you. The Leslie Marshall Show, the only true democracy in talk radio, of, for, and by you, the people. Live nationwide and streaming live at LeslieMarshallShow.com. Call in with your thoughts at 888-6-LESLIE. I'm Victoria Jones, delighted to be with you in for Leslie Marshall today, and we have so much to talk about at 888-653-7543, 888-6-LESLIE. We've been talking about how can the Democratic Party come together and unify if they want to defeat Donald Trump in November. Of course, the alternative is um, everybody could get together in this country and be united. Oh, you think? Look, it's an option. Um, but with a partisan political system, it just doesn't seem terribly likely. It, the system's not set up that way. It's set up for conflict. So as long as we're going to have a system that's set up for conflict, uh, you're going to have to work within that system, a system of conflict. That's what you got. So uh, work with your conflict system, and uh, that's, you know, it's, it's, it's bound to be conflicted. You've got two sides that are set up to fight, uh, unless you have the sort of lame third party, and that's, that's the way it is. So with the Democratic side, and by the way, I, I do not have a preferred candidate. Let me be very clear. I do not have a candidate in this race, and I'm not a member of a political party. I'm just not. I just don't belong to a party. And that's just it. I will vote for somebody in November, and I haven't decided who it's going to be, um, because I don't know, finally, who the candidate on the Democratic side is going to be. And um, is it likely that I will vote for Donald Trump after what he said in particular about religious minorities and women? 
it's unlikely that I could vote for somebody like that. Uh, I would find it difficult to vote for somebody like that. But he might become totally redeemed between now and November and prove himself to be an extraordinary human being. Might. Strange things happen in life. Very strange things would have to happen in life. You never know. You never know what's going to happen, what's going to happen. But we're talking about Bernie Sanders has said he's willing to harm Hillary Clinton in the home stretch. But the two sides are going to have to come together if they're going to defeat Donald Trump. How are they going to do that? Are they going to do that? Hillary Clinton gave an interview to CNN today in which she said, I will be the nominee for my party, Chris. That is already done, in effect. There is no way that I won't be. That's not what Bernie Sanders thinks, according to a piece in today's New York Times, a lengthy piece, which talks to allies, advisors, and former and current campaign workers, among others, including uh, the senior, senior advisor to Sanders and his campaign manager. And basically, he's willing to, uh, to burn it down, if you like in the next couple of months, because he thinks he can win, and if not win, he thinks he can have a major impact on the Democratic Party and the process, and go into the convention in Philadelphia very, very strong. And his campaign is not bothered at all about the damage that it could do to Hillary Clinton in the short term. In fact, um, Tad Devine, senior advisor, has said we have to put the blinders on and focus on the best case to make in the upcoming state. Taking your calls at 888-653-7543. Eula is in Arizona. She's on line two. Hi, Eula. How are you? Oh, good. And you, thanks for taking my call. Oh, I'm so glad to. Whereabouts in Arizona are you? I'm in Buffalo, Arizona. Oh, you're in Buckeye. Okay, I used to live in Arizona, so I'm always interested. Yes, yes, I, uh, I, I live here in Buckeye, and, and okay. I want to say Sorry. that. Uh, what I want to say, I was born and reared in Arkansas, and uh, I've lived here in Arizona almost 30, 30 years. Now, uh, I know that uh, I'm not a lot about politics, but I've worked in politics. And I followed uh, uh, this uh, Bernie Sanders. He was an independent for uh, county agents independent for thirty years as a senator. Is that correct? Hello. Yes. Yes. He, yes. He is an independent. That's correct. And then the last two years has become a Democrat. Is that correct? Well, he's he's running on the Democratic ticket. He's That's running right. on Democrat. What makes you think that after he uh, becomes the president? Through the uh, running on the Democratic ticket, and he don't decide to go back to his independence. Well, I guess he could do that. I don't see why he would. Or what? What difference do you think that would make if he did that? Five years happen. And through the years of uh, politics, they they changes so many. They changes when when something works against them, whether they are right or wrong. And, and whether they work for the people or they don't work for the people, they will change whatever way they can get in to be voted in. And I've followed him. To me, he has capitalized 
on, on uh, uh, President Rebecca. But yes, he has not spoke in favor of Obama of what he has did. And and he's he's continually now speaking against uh, 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 Secretary Clinton. Secretary Clinton has an experience. Her husband was the president for, for uh, the eight years. She's the secretary uh, of, of also of the, of uh, the United States. Now at this time, he is uh, I, I don't know his correct age. He she has experience from a young age working in politics. He has not been known of doing. I haven't heard anything about him until he has come. Uh, as running for the president. I haven't heard any of the things that he did to help the black people, to help the poor people, the people of all colors, education. I haven't heard that much about him. But in, in our, uh, listening at this lady that was talking, saying if uh, Secretary of State would be uh, uh, nominated as a uh, Democrat president, she was not going to vote for him. her. He, she was not, not going to even vote. She is like a let, person. Let, 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 me, let me ask you a question. Even if uh, Bernie Sanders got elected president and then said, okay, so I'm an independent now, do you think that would mean that he'd suddenly start putting in Republican policies? Yes. Why would he do that when he's never voted Republican in his life? Well, you know what? That, that happens to anyone when they see they can gain by something. Again, this why, why would it happen to him when his entire career in politics, he's been voting with the Democrats? He's not been he, voting with the Republicans. Why, why would he suddenly have a brain transplant like that? Well, why would he be an independent? And why did he uh, label himself as being a Democratic? Why would he, uh, because he's, he's an independent, independent socialist. He leans to the far left. He doesn't lean to the far right. Well, as, as I was going to say, this the lady that was speaking and uh, about how uh, she was not going to vote for Secretary Clinton, and and, uh, and she was, and in other words, she was going to even uh, 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 cast her vote. But to me, this lady, when she was saying what she was saying, is like a person standing outside of a house and it's very cold, and some and and, and it's many people inside being warmed by. And because she can't get inside, she's going to burn the house down. Mm-hmm. And this is what is happening now, what uh, Bernie Sanders is saying now. Because he thinks that he's not going to be nominated, he is going to try to burn down everything. And a person when they of age, because I can speak from this by experience, when you get well, a certain that is, that age, you get set right in now. what he, you he is, he is doing that right now. You're right. That is what he's doing right now. And it may be a bit reckless, but i got to tell you, uh, even if he suddenly announced, if he was president, even if he suddenly came out one day, um, had an Oval Office address and said, you know something, I woke up at 3 o'clock this morning and I suddenly thought, I think I'm going to be an independent socialist again, you, you would see probably more left policies than right policies. Uh, there's no way that that guy would be going suddenly Republican, and you really need to go and check his voting record, Eula, and I appreciate you getting on the air. Thank you so much. We're going to take more of your calls coming up.
Uh, at 888-653-7543, 888-653-7543. If you're on the line, please do stay there. I'm going to come to you in just a moment. If you've been trying to get through, now is a good time to do so because the line just opened up and we will continue. I'm Victoria Jones. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of truth. The Leslie Marshall Show, 888-6-LESLIE. Taking your calls as we talk about whether the Democratic Party can come together and unite as it seems to be getting more fractured as they get closer to the convention in Philadelphia. Will there be chair throwing? I've heard progressives say, not progressives who were at the Nevada convention, I don't know, that there were no chairs thrown, that there was one chair lifted in the air, and that it ended up in a hug out. But I've heard that from one progressive. Um, but others have told me that there were indeed chairs thrown. So I wasn't there, and I don't know the truth. What I do know is that the Democratic Party is very, very, very fractured. And I believe this. I don't like to say it. If the election was um, held on a Thursday, if the election was held on Thursday, May the 19th, I believe Donald Trump would win today. That's what I think. So just might want to think about that. Susie is in El Paso, Texas. She's on line five. Hi, Susie. How are you? Hello. Hello, Susie. Uh, I'm Mary. Oh, hello. Sorry, Mary. Hi, Mary. <laughs> That's okay, and I'm in Albuquerque. Sorry, sorry, Mary. I was looking at the wrong line of my uh, list of callers, so I've got you wrong totally, but I'm delighted to talk to you, Mary. Yes, well, I'll, I'll tell you, I mean, I would prefer Bernie, but that said, I'll vote for Hillary, and I think it's important, folks who are listening, what the down ticket is. You know, you have a chance to take back the Senate. Um, I don't know about the House. And then think of what uh, the political appointees would be. Oh, and also the Supreme Court. I worked in Washington almost, 70, almost 37 years, so I saw what was happening, and I think People, you know, even if you get your heart of heart wish that uh, Bernie Sanders or Hillary Clinton uh, wins this election, uh, it is going to take time to reverse the problems that have been three and a half decades in the making, I would think. Donald Trump put out a list of 11 Supreme Court picks yesterday, all white, and nearly all of them except for one 
were under the age of about 50, 55. So that means, seeing as there's some weird elixir that they all drink when they get on the Supreme Court, they're all going to be there about 30 years, because most Supreme Court justices live until their 80s, apparently. It's a great gig, by the way, if you want to live forever. Um, so that means that if the next, the next president could appoint two or three justices, Yes, I, and I do think that people like Ruth Bader Ginsburg would perhaps retire if it was a Democratic president. And, uh, I mean, she's in her 80s now, and I don't think she can continue on forever. And I, I, I think, you know, the Supreme Court has made some really terrible decisions that have hurt the general American public. Uh, well, Tom well, Hartman and I know you uh, do a segment on his show quite frequently, uh, I think said that since 2008, uh, between 7 and $12 trillion have been transferred from the likes of us common people to the top 1%. We've got to change, turn that around. And I'm sure Hillary Clinton, um, she seems kind of cold fish to me. I would prefer Bernie Sanders, but... She knows what she's doing. She's extremely intelligent, highly experienced, and I think she would do the right thing. You know what people say who know her well and who are close to her, and I don't know anybody who is, but I know people who do, they say that she is very warm and uh, she is, as President Obama said dismissively, likable enough. She really is nice. But she has this inability. This is why she knows she's not a natural politician. She, she seems to have this inability to convey that either on the TV screen or on the campaign stump unless she's in a one-on-one -on -one with somebody and she's helping somebody one-on-one. -on -one, then she can convey it. She cannot convey that likability that she apparently does possess. And these gifted politicians like Bill Clinton, like Barack Obama, like Bernie Sanders, they can, and Bernie Sanders has got this sort of, you know, um, affable, grumpy man thing, which everybody loves. It's a well, different kind of like, but, but they convey it, then she right. can't, and it's I so mean, interesting. And George Bush, I think, conveyed that to people that just yes. could not. You know, that doesn't mean that likability, maybe it will make a good president, but not necessarily. As but it can get of, you elected. It can get you elected. I met George Bush several times. I'm a White House correspondent. And I can tell you, he's a very likable man, very likable man, as uh, is his wife. His wife is absolutely delightful. She is so nice, so charming, so genuine. I have so much time for Laura Bush. But they didn't run the country as well as we would have hoped. And that's, well, it wasn't her job to do so, but the work that she did was, she did good work. But, but you know, it's, it's a question of likability, and Hillary Clinton doesn't seem able to overcome that, and she's going to need all the help she can get. I appreciate your call. Thank you for getting on with me today, Mary. We're going to take more calls coming up. If you've been trying to get through, please do so. I'm not going to take a call before I go to the break because it's not fair to you. 
because I'll only talk to you for less than 30 seconds. That's not fair to you. But I will get to you in just a moment at 888, which translates as 888-6-LESLIE. What can the Democrats do to unite? Or can they? Or is it done? Is it done? Is it Trump? Is that it? If you're a Trump supporter, I want to hear from you, too. Leslie Marshall, talking about whether the Democratic Party can unite to take on Donald Trump in the fall, in the autumn, in November, or not. Whether it can, whether it will, or whether it won't. Taking your calls. And Martha is in Santa Fe, New Mexico, on line four. Hi, Martha. Hello. Thank you for taking my call. Glad to. Uh, so I, I wanted to talk about how the Democratic Party might come together. Um, I, I'm a You've listener. You've got a plan? Do you have a plan? Um, I, I don't have a plan. I just have um, my thoughts. Um, I listen to Tom Hartman uh, all the time, and he had on his show yesterday, I believe, um, a committee woman, Democratic committee woman from Nevada, uh-huh. and who spoke, who was there at this convention, and um, as was her father, who had also been a some kind of a, a state senator from Nevada, and um, he also had on Nina Turner, a former state senator from Ohio. Uh, speaking. She was also there at the convention. And I think that um, it has been presented to the public in a way that's that's deceiving. Um, I, uh, I, I think um, I'm, I'm thinking back to the first debate between Senator Sanders and Secretary Clinton in which he said, I think we're all tired of hearing about Secretary Clinton's emails. It was such a beautiful moment, and she said, thank you. And and there was, you know, it was a gracious thing. And yes. she was genuinely grateful. Yes. And, and, and then after that, the tone turned um, ugly. Um, and... I think that if Secretary Clinton was to um, tone down the condescension that that I hear emanating from her and her her campaign, um, and and really um, have some respect 
um, in a way that's that's you know genuine. The way that Senator Sanders did, I think he would be right there. You know. What about him, though? Let, let's let's talk about both sides because okay. uh, according to this time story, and and I've heard it. I mean, I've I've been listening to his his speeches. He mm-hmm. has logged multiple attacks and hasn't stopped. In fact, he's increased them in recent weeks on Hillary Clinton. And so, you know, she she may be being condescending to him, but he is being pretty vitriolic to her. So how do we get them both to stop and throwing sand? Yeah, um, that's, that's a good question. Um, I just don't know. I mean... I'm kind of baffled there, and and I'm a Democrat. I've always voted Democratic, and I will vote for Secretary Clinton if she's the nominee, but not happily, not happily, really. Um, You see, the the system is not set up for positivity and unity. It's set up for division. Yeah, yeah, it is, and and that's a shame, you know. Um, if, If there was... If there was room for more than just the two opposing sides, um, that would be a great thing. Like, yeah. you know, in a lot yeah. of other countries. If, if it was done, perhaps not even, I mean, now I'm really pie in the sky. If we could move at some point in a hundred years beyond parties, mm-hmm. individuals, and vote for people because of their qualities. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And And I think... I really think that Senator Sanders has, you know, underlying in his in his delivery of things. I mean, I think you know he's had to defend himself um, from a lot of un, unjustified um, attacks and and bad treatment. And you know, I'm not just talking about him. I'm talking about his whole his whole campaign and and. All the people who support him, um, you know, I think, and I think it's it's really the the press that's been spinning it in this really bad way. I mean, I, I'm immersing myself in the media all the time, and and it's just kind of fraying my nerves. But oh, I know. Just, well, uh, well, maybe maybe you don't want to do that. I, I'm not sure that's healthy. I, I need to going. take a break, but um, take a break. Don't <laughs> runway or yeah, something but, like that. Or, but you know, toddlers and tiaras or something. I, I really, you know, um, I've responded like when when Tom Hartman had those people who were right there in the fray, just you know, right on that stage and right in that crowd. And they were telling the truth, and I can hear the truth coming out when somebody has it in their voice. I really can, and I hear it when I hear Senator Sanders speak. He's speaking the truth, and I, I must say, I don't hear that when I, I hear, you know, Secretary Clinton speaking. Um, I don't want to say bad things about her, but... Um, you know, I think she speaks her truth. I, I think that uh, I think she speaks her truth uh, most of the time. There are different levels of truth out there. You know, uh, you know. I guess there I have to. Uh, I don't it's know. It's politics. We're talking politics, aren't we? We're talking politics. 
could talk just about, you know, um, you know, human beings instead. I wish, you know, I don't know, I don't have a solution. I'm just, I'm just, um, you know, an observer. I'm just, I, 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 I'm just not sure that the solution lies in the political system. That's, that's where I'm leaning. Anyway, I appreciate your call. Thank you so much. Thank you. Annette is in Phoenix, and she's on line five. Hi, Annette. Hi, how are you um, this afternoon? I'm great. How are you? Oh, I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. I just wanted to um, say a few things, and then um, I was going to hang up. But these things have really just been on my heart concerning the Democratic Party and the things I'm seeing and what's going on. And what I wanted to say was um, you do a disservice to Bernie and all his work by not voting. And that's just what it boils down to. And I've heard it said that you got to earn my vote. But let me ask a question. Has that Donald Trump earned our vote? Has the Republican Party earned our vote? And then we have to realize, too, that there was a time where women and minorities could not vote. And so now that we have the opportunity to vote, we won't vote. What is going on? And, you know, this is not a you thing, really. It's really not a you thing. This is a Unite the Democratic Party thing. And this is our life's blood. This is our future. And in order to keep life in this party, we must vote. And that's all I have to say. Hallelujah. <laughs> I really appreciate what you said. I think you make so much sense. You make so much sense that, you know, look, I always vote in the general election because I became a citizen. I took that bloody test, and, and I studied for that test. And i got to tell you, it's not that easy. And I got every answer right. And then I asked them to give me more questions because they only gave me two questions. And I said, I studied for this test. Give me some more questions. And so they gave me some more questions. And so I go and I vote because I studied to become a citizen. And um, so, you know, and, and people have fought for the right to vote in this country and, um, and suffered for the right to vote in this country. And so to say, I'm just not going to vote or to just not go and vote, I think it's absolutely tragic. And I think that President Obama, in his speech at Howard um, and in his uh, speech at the weekend at Rutgers, was absolutely right when he said to the young people that, you know, change doesn't always happen immediately. Sometimes it happens incrementally. And, and he said, sometimes it, it's your fault because you don't vote. And if you don't vote, you can't, you can't blame anybody because you didn't help make it happen. So thank you so much for uh, joining me on the air. I'm going to take some more calls coming up at uh, 
7543. If you're waiting on the line, please stay there. We will continue in just a moment. I'm Victoria Jones. This afternoon, in for Leslie Marshall, taking your calls at 888-653-7543. Paul is in Washington, online too. Hi, Paul. Hello, Victoria. How are you? Great, thank you. Good. Well, let me give you my point of view on what's going on with the Democrats. And uh, I, I'll first say, and people who know me on this program know that I have supported Bernie Sanders months ago. Leslie and I were on different sides of the fence on this one. I was supporting Bernie. I caucused for Bernie in Washington State in uh, late March. And as a matter of fact, with some, I was torn last week when I put my ballot in because we have another primary. I filled in the bubble for Bernie. But in the, since late March, since he won the primaries here in the West, I think eight out of nine, I have to say, if I would have known that he was going to be this much of a spoil sport, I would have never supported him to begin with. Really? That's exactly right. And I'll tell you what. Let me make an analogy, a sports analogy. You don't come into a league and say when you're not winning the game, the first game, that this is a crappy league, the rules are crappy, and the officials are crooked. That's being a spoiled sport. And that's what he's doing, because since he won in Washington State, when they went back to New York, that's when he started his attack on Hillary Clinton. He attacked the Wall Street banksters and tried to link Hillary Clinton to Wall Street. And the, you know what the big problem with that is? I understand attacking, but he's engendered a lot of anger and, and many of his supporters, <laughs> of which I'm no longer one. But what else he did is he really let us down. Those of us who are, he, did, he stopped talking about democratic socialism. You know, I don't need him to, be, to uh, speak truth to power in the ancient tradition of the prophets Isaiah, Jeremiah, and Amos. I need him to start talking about democratic socialism, and if he's, you can only say one word at a time, and when your words are about attacking, they can't be talking about democratic socialism. He has done a, and by the way, I'm not a democratic socialist, I'm a socialist socialist. I'm a real socialist. And he stopped, he stopped talking about that, he stopped explaining how we get to Medicare for All. You just can't say Medicare for All, you have to explain how we get from this system to Medicare for All, and, how, and what we do to get fully funded state colleges, not free college. College costs money. He hasn't talked about it. And the funny thing is, they're both related to the skyrocketing cost of health care. And he hasn't talked about how to deal with that. All he's done is attack, and so he's let the message down, while at the same time engendering a great deal of, uh, of antipathy. I mean, he's really been irresponsible, and as far as I'm concerned, I'm on with Hillary. I, wish, I want Bernie to keep going if he wants to keep going. But I wish he would. Uh, I wish he'd say something because what's going to happen is he won't get. Eventually, he won't get the nomination, and the whole message will be forgotten. And that's the problem. But the other thing is he's being he's being disingenuous when he said about six weeks ago that there is virtually no way for Hillary Clinton to win the nomination without superdelegates. Guess what? Neither can he, because the majority of of delegates of pledged delegates the number is not twenty three eighty three. It's 2025 of pledge delegates. So once you have 2025, either candidate would need 358 superdelegates to get the nomination. 
both of them were. Matter of fact, the system was created for people like Bernie Sanders, who are behind, to be able to catch up by superdelegates. And what does he do? He criticizes the rules. Like I say, you don't come into a league and say, I want to be in, and then when you don't win, say, this league sucks, the rules are crappy, and the officials are crooked. Okay, then. <laughs> okay. All right. So now let me ask you one, one quick question. Do you think it's possible, given the level of anger? Now, I understand that you're with Hillary, but a lot of people who are angry um, and who are still with Bernie are not with Hillary. Do you think, from what you've observed, that it is possible for this party to unite before November? I really don't know. My message to them is grow up and, and be, a, be a good sport. When you don't win, you congratulate the, the, other, the other player for not only being... Uh, for, if for no other reason, as my father taught me, for defeating a worthy candidate, that being you. And so if you're a worthy candidate and you're defeated, well, then the other person must have done a pretty good job. And the other thing about some Bernie supporters that I wonder, if they are the kind of voters that come out of the closet once every 20 years when they're excited, and exactly the kind of Democrats that don't come out during the off-year elections, the congressional elections, which is why the Democratic Party is in the pathetic shape that it's in, losing, by the way, losing six out of the last seven elections. They've lost every election except for 2012. Since 2009, they've lost, and that's why 30 of, 30 of the states are run entirely by Republicans. They're all red, and we have lost the, we have lost the, uh, the Congress, the, the House, and the Senate because of people who only get excited when they think they've got a messiah, and then they then they go back into the closet and never hear from them again. So they're not the kind of Democrats I really, you know, I I, I don't have a lot of respect for them. Well, I I hope you feel better. I I charged like two hundred an hour for therapy sessions, and uh, <laughs> which you just had, and uh, I I hope it worked. Well, okay, thank you, Victoria. Thanks so much. Appreciate it, Paul. Michael is in the Bronx. He's on line three. Hi, Michael. Hi, Victoria. So glad to get to you. I have the answer, and I have a plan. A plan and an answer. Wow. And you've got a little less than three minutes to discuss it with me. Oh, I wish I had more time about it, but here it goes. People need to remember two things. Stop and think. And I say this to Bernie supporters and my fellow Hillary supporters. The thing is, if you go back to the Occupy movement and even the Black Lives movement with the protests, there's always a group, a small group of people that plagues the peaceful protesting going on, and then you have police coming in and want to shut down the um, peaceful protesting. And a lot of people have said that that was staged by Republicans just to silence the opposition. So in regard to the alleged um, violence that occurred with the chair throwing. I don't think those were Bernie supporters throwing the chairs. I think those were planted uh, people from the Republican side or the Trump people that always love to engage in violence that starting trouble up it's just to mess up, you know, infuriate the Bernie supporters and then